Hello and welcome. Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. What is up today? Glenn Race joins the show, and Glenn has been around this sport, a pro team member since the year 2014 to the current year. I didn't get to ask him, but I'm, I'm wondering if that's the longest tenure on the pro team. I'd, ima- I'd imagine it's pretty freaking close. But so Glenn has a wide variety of range in terms of an athlete, and now he's really dedicated himself toward the hybrid space with DecaFit in particular. So we do a lot of talking around his current endeavor and about how kind of how he got into that area. And we do a lot of talk in like the weeds about how to improve on this and things that we've been thinking. He's an analytical thinker. So getting to be able to chat with him is really great, really insightful in how he's thinking about his approach to this. So it was very cool, very helpful if you're interested in DecaFit or just or just interested in high level performance. So let's get into it. Glenn Race. All right, Glenn Race, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining me this evening. Is this do you work late typically? Is this like your normal hours, or is this like post dad? Is this like dad time? Post dad? Yeah, this is like post dad time. The first two kids went to bed, and so yeah, it's just hang time usually. Yeah, some good. This is the ideal time to do something like this because I'm not working, and so yeah, it's nice. Time to just chill and chat some training. So we just had a couple, a couple of battles in Chicago for a decade. Yeah. How, how are you feeling about your your race after – let's just talk about the individual stuff. How are you feeling about your individual race? Oh, man. I feel like uh, – I kind of raced like an idiot <laughs> because uh, I've done a few deca miles and I've done one deca fit prior to this in um, SoCal. Mm-hmm. And every time after the SoCal Deca Fit, all of my my three Deca miles, I blow up at the bike, and I right. feel like I'm not learning my lesson. I'm blowing up again, and I'm not recovering. And I see my heart rate. I'm never, and I'm blowing up, but I'm not even able to recover well. And I'm going extra slow on the other zones, eight through ten, and. I feel like I'm not learning from my mistakes. So hopefully <laughs> this was real, you know, it takes a, a, you know, flying out to Chicago and get my butt kicked that way to really have it sink in a little more now. Uh, yeah. I mean, the bike is definitely the make or break for the event. Cause you were solidly in fourth and then where, where'd Mark pass you after the sled on, on the bike. Yeah. On the bike. He, he piped yeah. me on the bike. Right. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it, and it's it's good to be just go through. This was like the before, like you know, hoping knock on wood to go to world champs if mm-hmm. it works out. Uh, but this was my like la- my race that I wanted to do bef- to kind of see how I felt prior to going to world champs and kind of give myself another test after the SoCal DecaFit, and it was. Yeah, it, I you know it was sucked because on the bike itself, um, I was going to say the good part about it was that I had a good lesson in that when you get on the bike, even if you press start, or maybe I thought I pressed it, but I pressed the start button and then I started going hard for five seconds, oh, like no. burning my one match, <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, it still says zero, and it turned <laughs> on when I pressed start, but it didn't start the go. I assumed it would. And my lack of working on the machine it was showed right there. And it was just like, I was a tough pill to swallow, but yeah. That, that is because all the other stations, they just start. 
right? And if you are yeah. on a salt bike, like a rig, I don't know what model this is. I forget off the top of my head, but it's a model that I don't see at gyms. Like I've never seen this style of a salt bike. It's usually like you get on and it does just start right away. So you gotta, you do gotta press that thing kind of hard for people who aren't <laughs> like used to like going to the DECA, DECA fits. And I went to, I did a DECA strong at a DECA road show this past mm. week. And that, that was actually oh. great because it was all the exact equipment and they were like pretty strict on like the standards and everything that we were, we were doing. But yeah, if you don't press that thing hard, it might not. And it's so yeah. late that like the brain, the brain's not working great at that point. Well, no. What do you think you got to do for the bike? Is it just a matter of managing your energy before that? Or do you need to just get better on that one implement? Oh yeah. Um, yes. All of the above. It's <laughs> like, I've been working on it and I ended up. Yeah, at this latest DECA mile I did this past weekend in Oceanside, I got it down to like, uh, I think it was 51 seconds. Nice. But actually, yeah, speaking of like, but again, I think yeah, that's this past weekend actually is when I finally like am calling and trying to now go back to the drawing board with the bike. It wasn't even after Chicago. It was actually <laughs> after this past uh, two days ago race and where I got my because i've been always hovering a little over a minute for my bike and i got it under a minute but i really blew up i got to like just about the mat i got my heart rate was at 170 and my recorded estimated max heart rate was 171 172 <laughs> i've never gotten that high ever and i was there for a few seconds and it was the ultimate blow up because yeah and so it's a thing where I'm just talking with some other smart guys, uh, John Clark, Aaron Nolan, and just trying to bubbles, you know, like trying to figure out like what, how to attack, how to work on this. Cause that really is getting annoying, <laughs> like getting destroyed so bad. And I was thinking we were talking with Ryan Kent after Chicago and he's like, yeah, you're going to blow up on the bike anyway. So he's like, well, you might as well go all out cause you're going to die anyways. But there's, I think, levels within, oh, am I going to go 99% or am I going to go maybe just 95, 90 mm. you know, percent of max heart, you know, or, so I think it's a matter of now fine tuning that a little bit more now that I have a gym that I could train on bikes that are accurate to like that uh, type of bike that we use. Um, I just joined last week, so I'm finally now getting some use equipment that's a little more closer to the real thing which is mm -hmm. key it's, it's, you know it's very helpful i actually did the same thing i joined a gym not not because they had a torque tank but they happened to have a torque tank oh, and it sweet. just makes a ton of difference and just from being there like two weeks and doing a deck of strong and like being able to kind of play around with it and knowing where like what the pace feels like when it's all out versus what i think it feels like because before i was just kind of like managing the effort but it does help to like be able to kind of wrap your head around what the strategy or what the feeling is going to be. So, mm. so when you're talking, when you're talking to people, let's, and let's talk about the assault bike. Cause I think I've been thinking about it a lot too, because it really is the, the main, the main thing, it, especially yeah. cause you're sitting pretty, you're sitting pretty well in the deck of fit. You're about seventh right now. I, I can't imagine that you'll be displaced enough in these next two races to to not be at world championships for that and you're pretty close to the same spot in deca mile right actually i have it up right now you are oh yeah you're also seventh in the deca mile oh was that, okay. was that from would you what was your time this past weekend oh uh, not as good it was 1957 um okay. my my 1915 was from an, yeah uh 
a couple a month and a half ago. So yeah. So you're you're pretty solidly in there as well. And there's only a yeah. couple more weeks for that too. Right. Yeah. September 18th, I think, is the very last day, which I'm doing one that day. Um, at the gym, I got the the record at, which is funny, as you I'm sure you know, those deca miles, <laughs> that's like it every every gym is so different. I've done it, I've done four now. Wait, one, two, three, four. And it is interesting how the setup, just a slight little hill <laughs> makes a lot of difference mm -hmm. when you multiply it by 10 mm -hmm. or their exits and the transition zone isn't just, you know, if they, if the guy, the owner of the gym isn't setting it up with that in mind for speed and it's more for other things in mind, which I totally understand it's, it won't work out. You'll have to really, yeah, eat that extra 10, 20 seconds to, get a PR once you've done it on a fast course, which is, uh, on that Carlsbad course that I'll be doing next month. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to try to break 19 there just to, yeah, that'll be a confidence thing. Hopefully, um, mm -hmm. you know how it is. Cause what will that be? September 18th. So that's what, two months out from the chance? About, yeah, a little, November, little 19, over. 20. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, would, that would be, so I'm in a tough spot with that too. Cause I've only done one this year. And I'm still not adjusted. For, I live in I live in Denver now, and just been about six months, and I'm still not adjusted oh, yeah. to being able to perform at a high level for that time domain. There, like my respiration rate just goes crazy, and I'm just I just kind of get anaerobic, and I just can't get it back after like ten minutes. So <laughs> I, I I'm just not set up to do well, and I'm not going to get another deca mile time in. But I want to still do it. So I'm thinking about going age group for in in AC just. Cause I want to be able to see what kind of time I could run on like an evenly, even like fair course. You know mm. what I mean? Um, yeah. Are you doing the deck of strong? I've, yeah. I, I Top just, 12? I just went under 12 minutes this past oh. weekend. Yeah. It was a big PR. Oh, it was dude. a good setup. I was back at sea level. I was back at, at like, I just happened to be in my hometown and there oh, yeah. was uh, a deck of strong there. And that was the road show. And it was all set up like perfectly in line standards were all were all set in a good spot so yeah it was 11 58 which puts me fourth so oh, yeah yeah so i think i will do the deck of strong and i'm oh like, yeah I'm pretty okay. pumped about that yeah well that's cool because see that's the it's nice how yancey set it up with the saturday sunday thing so if you're not doing the mile you're kind of almost like hey i'm, I'm fine to not do the mile because then you could put more of your eggs in the strong basket or or whatever do you I mean, know which one he's yeah. going to do first you think it'll go strong and then mile i don't know i i, I thought i I was going to ask him that the other day, but I'm not sure. That's a good question. I do know that, well, for anyone curious, for the two people wondering, like on the Deca <laughs> Mile event, he said that um, Zone 6, the carry, will be on, I believe he said that will be on the Deca Fit uh, course for oh. 100 meters. But the Zones 4 and 8, which are the other two Deca Mile differences, or and maybe Deca Strong too, those so that would actually be pertinent to use the deca strong as well um those will be the, for the deca mile strong setup so what's it zone yes. four sit-ups the sit-ups sit will just be between your legs yes and then the the ball ball over over, over the shoulder yes. that's as of like a few weeks ago that's what yancey messaged me i'm not sure if it'll change because obviously you know the rules changed this past weekend for the other thing so that was another yeah. little think that um my gym incorporated you know from the day before uh and it's fine but it's good that was another little uh thing we could chat about for so. sure <laughs> yeah i think we should because those rules did just change that's interesting with the 
farmers carry to be changed to the deca fit course because in a deca strong and deca mile usually it's the confines of the gym so they just do they just go back and forth five to ten times or whatever to get the hundred meters right so with, with no real turns just kind of gentle turns where you kind of come around and kind yeah. of zigzag in and out so that should be a little faster yeah right like yeah 10 5 10 15 seconds depending. i think so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah so because i did the deca fit or deca strong in the Decca Roadshow, they had a guy, uh, his name's Nelson, who was on top of it. And he's like one of Yancey's guys and Preston's guys. So he like knew all the rule changes as well. Okay. And uh, so <laughs> I, he was giving me grief about it a little bit. I was giving him grief about it a little bit. But they changed the lunges and the step overs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So were you doing the, the big ones? Yeah. Were, you doing the, were you doing the lunge technique where it was kind of like twisting and turning? I was doing some of that. I was not it wasn't as much as strategic <laughs> as uh i saw ryan kent i, th- I suspect you were doing that mm-hmm. pretty wide um i should have because i probably would have been better at the <laughs> at chicago mm-hmm. but um but now yeah so i was going a little wide because i think um yeah so yeah so what it, it was so i think the width was their biggest problem because when i do those i could my feet can actually be wider than the mat that we're supposed to be standing on and right. it just ends up being turned. So it does shorten the range of motion a little bit. My issue with it is it's, if you just like, you're just turning the angle a little bit, right? Like you're straight on. And if you're step straight back, it's a reverse lunge. But if you just like turn yourself to like the left a little bit, you're still stepping kind of straight back. Like the hip angle doesn't really change. I don't necessarily think it's that big of a deal. And I don't think it's that much faster. It just feels easier yeah you know it's right. like more of an efficiency thing but it just yeah. looks it just looks funny <laughs> yeah i know maybe yeah because what did you say it should be the width that like your shoulders that's how wide it should be i think that's what they're trying to keep it right like they don't okay, want you yeah. to step outside of like where your natural skeletal will look like, <laughs> i guess i don't know that's a funny little point you bring up i, I like by the way i like your uh, analysis and your race breakdown from chicago and all that. it's good because i feel like i could really you, you explain things well because the way you're even explaining you kind of dig into the nitty-gritty with this where if you turn you're technically still within your shoulder it's one of these things where yeah oh poor yancey i know like he's just gonna have to tape bo- like know. tape boxes for us to like you don't you can't be outside the red tape or something like that right to it, make it, i know so, you know yeah, i know and that's uh so like that's fine i mean like it's it's not gonna be that much different but the jump lunge thing i think is a bigger problem and that's just like ju- the judge's call which is um gonna be hard so just yeah. like, just don't jump how are you doing your box step overs were you i was one of the guys pushing it like doing yeah. it on the edge where you know we have a picture of yancey saying make sure you get your your other leg over <laughs> And so I was one of those sketchy guys kind of pushing. Oh, it, I think I know. saw that picture where Yancey was like in kind of like oh. in your grill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was good though. Cause the guy, the, the, the staff, like no ref me two times. And I should have mm. been no ref because I was after the warning, I was still doing that. So I could see how, when he says to stay within the box and you can't go on the side of it and jump, on the edge, you know, you have to be in the plane of the sides of the box when mm-hmm. you step down. I, I could see, yeah, that 
that's actually even more clear than the shoulder thing since the shoulders can shift more. Whereas the box, it's seems like a good idea. <laughs> I think that one's fair. Yeah. You know, look, looking yeah. at it like, so what I had started doing, yeah, it's like kind of stepping over the corner of the box and, and the way I'm, I'm saying, I don't know if this necessarily makes sense. If your engineering brain can, <laughs> can help me on this one, but I'm calling like the one plane, like a parallel plane where you kind of will be like, it'll like be parallel to your body and the other one's like perpendicular. And so my foot was going over the perpendicular plane and then crossing and then going over the box, both feet getting on top, but he wants it over the parallel plane. So just like the one that's directly next to you, you know, does that language make sense? (laughs) I think I know what you're talking about because I understand because I was doing the same thing. (laughs) And he's, he's trying to say like, I think the standard that they're going to put is that your whole body needs to go over the box, which to me, I'm like, well, it it is (laughs) like, I feel like my body, if I stood up straight over that box with my, both my feet over top, like I would be over the box. I'm not not straight, but I think like that would be like a little like confusing in terms of like how like your entire body needs to go to the box. Like, well, it is going over the entire box. I don't. Yeah. Um, Well, we we can't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's like the, like the alternating lunges. It's not that much faster. I think it could be a, a little bit, or like you said, maybe it's more about you just feels more efficient because mm-hmm. you're not pulling that first leg, you know, that first step, it has to go up and then over onto the box. You kind of go at a more gentle angle to get mm-hmm. over, you know, that first step is a little nicer and feels more efficient. Maybe that only translates to a second or two max, but. Right. Uh, I agree. I don't think it's yeah. that much faster. Like, yeah. like Riker was doing his the way that Yancey wants him done. Yeah. And he was like yeah. out of there. He, he probably had the fastest or second fastest box step over. So if you see a guy like Van yeah. Tran doing them, he goes the way <laughs> over and he goes so fast. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be an interesting when to kind of watch some of his old races. Cause the way he can do it, um, he's flying through them. Um, yeah. So back to the assault bike. Mm. What do you think? What are you thinking? when you're when you're talking with people because i've been thinking about it a lot too i'm trying to figure it out yeah no that's top secret no uh <laughs> no i i really it's not really it's like no like just copy what ryan kent does like but that's the thing i tried because i'm like oh he could do it in 40 seconds that's my goal then i want to and if i even get within 50 seconds that's great that's initially my thought like just go all out and try to hit what go max out die and then that's great because I did a fast assault bike, but then it's like, well, you know, uh, like every question in life, well, you know, at what expense though? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so it's good. Like have screwing up all these times going way too over my red line on the bike has taught me like, okay. And now getting able to practice on one has helped me. So I, after talking with some guys, I feel like the plan is to play around with and see uh, to do some simulations where you're coming in a little fatigued, go on the bike um, or not fatigued either. Just g- g- get on the bike, do what you need to do, do the 25 calories. And then at different, ex- at different, whatever, RPM times, mm-hmm. cal- whatever you needed, however you want to measure that and heart rate, you know, you could check the heart rate after to see what you ended up hitting it at. But basically if you do it, you know, try it, how it, how long does it take? And how, what is your heart rate and how does it feel after doing a 70 RPM, 75, 80, 85, you know, or whatever it's 40, 50, 60 seconds, and then play around with, uh, 
what the and then go try to do a, a, some work on the subsequent zones and see how that feels. And I think sometime getting familiar with that uh, part of the race would be helpful to simulate mm-hmm. a, a portion of it. Um, that's a, that's kind of my thought. And yeah, and just try to once you could kind of narrow in and get it close to where you want that RPM goal range to be, then try to train to that mm-hmm. and, you know, plan for that to be um, at the race. And, you know, it could vary. Things change a little bit like during the race, but that being the tentative plan um, to kind of narrow in a little more. Cause I know maxing all out at this point, maybe if I get better fitness, maybe that could work in the future. But at this point with my skill on the bike and everything else afterwards, like I'll gain 20 seconds on the bike. Great. But then I, I, I feel like I, at this last deck of smile, I lost 20 seconds on the ball over the shoulder. On, mm-hmm. I was 15 seconds slower on the tank. And then I was another 10, 20 seconds slower on the burpees. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even know how much slower I was on the run relative <laughs> to if I would have gone a little more conservative on the bike. So yeah, that's kind of the plan. Like rack, rack, basically that might end up ramping it down from 99% on the bike, 99, 100% to like, play around maybe 95% max heart rate and or 90 and then um based on what that shows go from there but yeah what do you think I, I value your uh analysis and thoughts on this as well for sure yeah I've, I've been thinking about it quite a bit and it's interesting like the approach that you're taking in terms of I like the idea of doing putting having some output and then having some data and being able to kind of like cross it with your heart rate I haven't quite figured out like where that needs to go and 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 like what you said about kent what kent has had the luxury of is being able to not need to be breakneck on the runs the way you or i kind of need to like that's our strong mm. point right so like if the uh like his station work is so good and his runs can be fairly controlled compared to where you and i are we kind of need to get as close as we can to our high end ability on the runs to just make up where these other guys are are doing on the bike or on the, hmm. the skier and things like that. So I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I think that, I think that the bike pace for me is going to be what I would consider like my threshold pace, something that I could do for like three to five ish minutes fresh with like short recovery. And that's kind of where it ends up being during the, the DECA events. Like for me, it's around, it's been better. It's been like up toward, like 80 RPMs, like 78 to 81 ish mm. RPMs. And I can hold, if I get on the, get on the assault bike and I do say I do uh, whatever, 10 by two minutes or something like that with like 30 seconds rest, I could probably hold those RPMs for that amount of time for that much volume. Mm. So I'm kind of thinking about trying to build volume at that work rate just to see if I can kind of bump that, just to see if I can bump that anaerobic threshold a little bit higher because what I think happens is we get off of the bike we are just so anaerobic that we just can't deal with the byproduct on the run. Um, mm. So if we could get that threshold a little bit higher, so it doesn't tip us over as fast is, is something that I'm thinking. And that's just like work, right? Just like putting together some sort of progression and just doing like eight weeks of it. And then maybe even like doing a, uh, a doing a couple workouts where I do tip over on purpose, like getting doing like minute and a half at like, 88 to 90 RPMs and with longer mm. rest and just to see like if I can f- produce more lactate so I can work off of that a little bit more. Um, and I'm trying to think if like 
if then we train the run to because I'm not sure what your running workouts are look like. And I'm, and I've been like toying around with them as well. Like if like how fast they really need to be and like how anaerobic these runs need to be. But the only reason that I would want to kind of put in like some three K type effort stuff, some mile type effort stuff is so I can handle the lactic byproduct that the bike creates. Mm, that's you a know? good point. Yeah. Right. So like, it's not like you're running at four fifty during the race, but it's the byproduct of, dealing with that and getting your body to manage that level. That's a, that's pretty smart. That sounds like a good. So I'm one thinking good path. Yeah. from like a, a practical application point of like what's happening and what can we do to handle what's happening? Like that is what makes sense to me, but it could be just as simple as doing like hard assault bike intervals and running, <laughs> you know, yeah. it doesn't necessarily need to be like these pieces that all need to be kind of put together. It could just be like, get yourself anaerobic, and deal and then see how fast you can run after and see where that threshold is. And then just like replicate that on race day. Mm. Um, so I think yeah. getting better at the assault bike needs to happen now. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it, it's so like, it's designed really interestingly, right? Cause you could see where you would downplay it. Cause you're like, Oh, it's only a one minute out of my 30 plus minute Decafit race. Why, mm -hmm. why put too much emphasis, but when it becomes, I'm see, I put all of my heart rate data from every deca fit and deca mile, which I think is like six or seven now on layered up next to each other. And it's hilarious. My first race, I didn't go too hard on the bike, but every, all the other five after that, you could see the spike and then my heart rate dies out and it goes way below threshold and like it never recovers. And it's, and it's why, yeah, that's part of my whole idea of like, okay, yeah, this, that John Clark, when I, we were messaging together, um, made a good point. Like when runners, any other, most any other sport you do, when you, you do a kick, you do it at the end of the race. So when you do a kick, like this deck a mile, I was at mile 12 minute, 12 was where the bike was. And it was a 20 minute effort for me. So to, to kill yourself at minute 12, you got eight more minutes. That's it. You, you've only done, yeah. you have 40% of the race to go. And that really is like a, you know, that's a, death warrant right there in a, in a sense when you go that much and i maybe some guys could handle it if they're adapted to it but for me i can't go that much in oxygen debt or whatever you call it just in mm -hmm. the red zone mm -hmm. and like uh and be able to manage that well enough because whether the deca mile run afterwards it's too short like maybe the deca fit you could argue you could push harder maybe because you have a little running to recover if you're a strong runner and if you've practice these 3k hard efforts maybe but that's one thing like you wouldn't do that in any other race so be cautious to fire all your bullets right there um <laughs> and yeah <laughs> that is a good way to think about it right like it would be if you were to do that in a race and like a cross-country race <laughs> yeah. you would hope that everybody else would come with you and that everybody would just die but on the assault bike like you can't really tell what anybody else is doing, right? And like where yeah. their efforts are. Um, so that is a good point. And it's interesting to think about. It's like, there's a lot to go here. And it's funny that you have that heart rate data that shows like you just went too far and you're basically like, no more. We can't, yeah. we got to like bring things down to handle what just happened to you. Um, so. Yeah, I should, I should like do a screenshot. I'll maybe do that tomorrow. I'll do a little screenshot and put it on a little like Instagram story or something like, to show how ridiculous it is, how high up 
Like I do a, yeah, like a serious, I don't know the last time I've ever hit that heart rate. 170 isn't high for a lot of people, but relative to my max heart rate, that's just insane. No 5k cross country run the last few years. I've never hit that. I've gotten close, but that when I saw 170, it was just amazing. And it's kind of fun to like, know you can push that far and it kind of validates my, um, cause you, you can really much have to estimate your max heart rate. And right. it kind of validated, okay, that was pretty much like <laughs> one there. beat or two above, which is, I think, what they asked, you know, but like, that's pretty much a good, okay, at least I uh, validated my max heart rate. I didn't do much else <laughs> during that decamile race, but I, because uh, I think that's a, lot, that's a big thing a lot of people ask, because if you're going off a of heart rate data, like, oh, how do I get my max heart rate? That's a question I help people answer, and I try to figure out myself. Usually say, oh, you do a 5K or mile intervals and whatever your max all out heart rate is, and then you know, add anywhere between zero and eight to that. If you got up to 200, maybe on a run, on a max one mile effort or 3K effort, um, if you got 200, then put it up to like 205. Maybe that's your actual max, mm -hmm. which sounds a little weird. So it's it's kind of fun to actually feel like it's pretty validated when you do a race effort and you're like, okay, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. My, my max heart rate's probably not really 180, right? Mm -hmm. And I know it's at least 170. I hit it, but it's certainly not 180. That's death, you know, like on that end. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where mine is too. Mine's pretty low for the most yeah. part. Like it's hard for me if, if at the end of a 5k, yeah, if I'm in the mid one sixties, like, mm -hmm. so getting up to getting it to there with a lot of time going in a race yeah, right. <laughs> and, on a, and on a yeah. bike too, like you're like sitting down on that thing. And your heart rate gets that high. And imagine yeah. like when you get off and like the, the blood needs to go further down into like, into like your calves, like everything gets longer. Probably oh, yeah, after huh. that, it probably really kind of spikes huh. too. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I'm on the bike. I'm at 166. And then like a few seconds after, then it lifts to 170 for a few seconds. And yeah. Huh. I wonder if that's really, when you get off. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was because I, yeah, I think that would be. That make that's an interesting aspect. Like, what is it the the blood shunts? Because you're doing a lot in your arms too. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's which might be closer to to yeah. your hardest. That I, happens. Yeah. That happens on the rower too. Like the rower, mm. because it's more sitting and you're in a more horizontal position, so the blood's not going as uh, vertical as much. Ah, yeah. uh, but when you get off of it, it's like everything kind of shoots in all directions, and that's when things kind of spike there as well. Hmm. Um, so yeah, this is all bike man. Hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's, it's great. I mean, if you put that at zone 10, it would almost wouldn't be as interesting, right? It wouldn't right. be as, uh, so that was it's evil, but um, awesome in a way, you know, that he puts it there at seven. He didn't put it at one. He didn't put it at 10. You know, it's just, uh, and then you have those eight, nine, and 10 are not like you need strongman competition stuff, but oh, man, if you don't, you, it, it definitely exposes like, oh crap, I'm, pretty weak on those 60 pound lifting the ball mm. when I'm that messed up. So do I need to get stronger or do I need to just uh, get better on the bike? Uh, I'm like, well, probably both. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's always the answer. Gosh. But yeah, I'm yeah. kind of with you on kind of doing it your own way on the assault bike. Have you seen that dude, Ryan Corning, who has the DECA strong record? Yes. Yeah, he has, I've seen his YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah he, he does that thing in like 
30 seconds the assault bike yeah yeah he's he's got some cool technique that's what got me thinking because you know he's definitely taken advantage of the aspect because in case people don't know unlike the uh, this is from what i understand of the the way they count the meat the meters right and calories um the rower and the skier are pretty linear with effort from what I can tell for the Pretty most close. part, mm -hmm. um, you put in effort. So it's not worth going too hard on either of those rowers here, but on the bike, it's another story because it's a, um, that it's not a linear, it's a curved. Uh, I don't know if it's call it exponentially, but it's a curved slope where you get more bang for your buck. If you could go, you know, 700 Watts versus 300 mm. or mm. 600 versus 300, you're not getting double the amount of calories you're getting more than double because it's not a linear increase for benefit for going harder. So if you have a really strong guy, it's understandable that him and bubbles, Kevin Gregory, Kent, uh, Kent's kind and, of in that boat, right? Yeah. He's now, he is now there in 2018 stadium race that I watched uh, that he did <laughs> fighting against Killian. Like if he only had those skills, then he would have beat Killian on that stadium <laughs> race where they only had to do 15 and then 15 calories. And it took those guys like 45 seconds. Hmm. So if you're not used to that, it's a thing where, um, yeah, he's really in that ballpark now where, yeah, where you're, he's going sub 40 seconds. And yeah, when he's, it's just insane. I kind of, way I measured it, so you can't see how many um, RPMs are doing, but you look at in every 10 seconds, how many revolutions they're doing mm -hmm. with their arms. And they're hitting in that 17 to 18. And that count, that's basically he's, Corning is doing over 100 RPM for mm -hmm. that like 10 seconds. Cause he's at like 17 or 18. I think, yeah, Ryan Kent's bubbles. They're right in that ballpark. And it's just insane to get that many in 10 seconds. And then you can kind of, that's a way you kind of, when you see those videos, you can kind of estimate that relative. And you could see too, well, if they're finishing, because see, the thing is like, he goes really hard for 20 revs and then he goes kind of easy. Is that what you notice? Right. Kind of. Yeah. At the end. Yes. Yeah. He lets it kind of, he like kind of puts some recovery in there. He hits it really hard for like 20 seconds and then kind of cruises in. Right. Yeah. And that's interesting. Cause you'd think, Oh, why don't you just go a little bit harder and then cruise on your run? And then you're, but for, he must've found that it's worth it to lower the heart rate a bit. And you lose a little bit of that gain that you can get potentially on the bike. He can maybe get three seconds faster if he, just cranked it a little harder for three more seconds, but he must've found that it's worth it to recover a little on the bike versus recover on the run maybe. Or so, on the, yeah, or on the dead ball overs. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought that was very interesting oh, yeah. technique that he had to do that. And, and that he's still able to get that many calories in that short of a time. The bikes, that's something else I found with the, the bikes. And that's interesting for, for the, the curve for the assault bike is that just how it's designed or what does that have is that just their metric that they have or why is it like that the, that's like a that good question um i guess i suspect that's yeah they because they could put any type that you know they could have set it up the um computer you know to uh be linear i suspect right but yeah um, but does it have to do is that how but I feel like that makes sense, right? Because when you go at a higher rate, it makes sense that it would be like you're really burning a lot of calories 
exponentially faster if you yeah you're burning yeah i i feel like that might be more accurate to real life because it's saying how many calories you burn i wonder how that works to yeah to reality with actual actual calories calorie burn yeah because the other way is meters the way the skier and rower are mm -hmm. measured and i'm not mm -hmm. sure meters uh yeah that's interesting because you could think maybe it shouldn't be linear on those either because when you go the those guys who go really hard get those world records in like a minute 20 and 500 meters or whatever that is it's like you'd think they're they're so much they're so strong that they would be better than like 20 seconds faster than us <laughs> on mm -hmm. a 500 meter but um but i guess that's just the way they set it, set the machine up it's interesting yeah i'm not sure but yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it, it is good to know right like if you and that's probably why ryan corning does it that way if he can just get the, like get that multiplier it probably is able for him to make uh make up more time and being able to kind of rest in those last three calories or whatever it is yeah um, hmm yeah that is interesting that's it's pretty smart you could tell he those guys like he's been doing it for a couple of years you know or at least a full year prior because you could see last year and how he's progressed because mm -hmm. he had a pretty strong time in 2021 too i think but it was and but you could see it's definitely not the bike was a big change he mm -hmm. and but a lot of the other things i don't think he's improved too much right like i mean he's and yeah outdoors on the tank you could only go so fast i feel like i mean mm -hmm. he's getting like 210 215 mm -hmm. it's hard it seems like even though even a big guy like him you think oh he might break two but um yeah it's interesting i feel like like you said with that it's um since it's the different type of resistance on the tank to go into a whole nother type of <laughs> zone it's you're not get definitely don't get the benefits to go exponentially harder effort on that thing right because it'll slow you down I, it, it there's within limits you get benefits i think but it's not like the bike <laughs> I don't think. right yeah which is something i just i i can't really wrap my head around that that implement and like if i like it the tank this is if it's like a good thing to have in a fitness competition or if it's just sorry i got some rough riders going by uh <laughs> or if it's just um man that is super loud uh sorry about that um or if it's or if this implement is like and how to go about it like how hard do you push and like where is that line between what's going to blow you up too much and because you can go you, you can't go that much faster but you can definitely go slower you know <laughs> so like it's hard to know like where that max effort is and where that line like where you should go for that the line in, in the sand and where it's too far so for me it's like interesting that way but it's still like yeah it's still like you get you get it done in, in 210 no matter what yeah right yeah and so like last year he did it 210 ish this year he did it 210 but his bike went from like you know a minute something to like or whatever you know let's say maybe a minute to like 30 something seconds you know? <laughs> yeah like right and which is awesome because i feel like he cracked the code on that for him for mm. the strong at least and even mm. the mile he has his miles the much better third too. fastest time this year in the mile i mean he's almost two minutes slower than Rylan. <laughs> yeah. that's, he's like, that's another level. I mean, I'm sure people want to see the full video, which I think it might've been, did you, I think they did 
post it maybe it's up uh you can't see the runs that's the only okay we don't know how okay like where the runs are and like that's another thing with the the (laughs) miles and stuff like how i I just i didn't measure it when i went and did it like yeah okay you measured it i'm sure that's what it is but uh yeah rylan's very is he has a biking background Right. So like yeah. that, that like leg strength and uh, strength endurance is probably up his alley when it comes to the assault bike and even that tank, because um, that's basically what it comes down to, like how much you can endure on those things. And I think he has mm. that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I raced against him earlier this year in SoCal and um, I thought, oh, well, he, he's good at these longer ones, but on these flat ish SoCal Sunday, it was very flat and fast it was only like a 21 minute race and i'm like oh i think i could catch him because he whooped me on saturday with hot call and botrus but then um i'm like no hills i think i could catch him i'm a flat i prefer flat as well and but yeah he he got the wheels and we he's slow you know he ran the flat section the first half like excellent you know he's right up there Mm -hmm. so i mean he's in that probably 15 15 5k time range estimate, i wonder you know? yeah because yeah. i don't think he's ever run faster than like 18 minutes <laughs> but i don't think he's done many 5ks yeah, yeah the way he can run it seems like he should be able to be there yeah he's in that yeah kirk to win because didn't he just run a little bit under sub 15 30 on yep. something mm-hmm. and so like and i bet he's been in running that ballpark so all those guys like yeah it's kind of interesting out of race like slow you kind of like oh that was a good 5k estimate on all these top 15 guys you could pretty get a a rough guess of like flat ish 5k speed yeah it's not ideal for sure and some you know but because there were so few obstacles and it was very flat that was almost the closest you could get to seeing what ryan atkins would do on a 5k for sure (laughs) and all those guys botress you know like oh he's probably 15 flat bj low 15 low and all the rest of the guy you know what was that um your guy oh uh, nick mask Yeah. yeah, he's probably, I mean, yeah, sub 15 or right around there, you know. Probably right around there. Gets, but yeah, so yeah, it's kind of, that was a neat thing. I'm like, oh, crap. I, so I was back with Kent and uh, Hunter for the first few miles. And we're like, yeah, we're the 16-minute guys. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're not, we were in the second pack. Those 12 guys went up ahead. And, uh, but. I yeah, that, that, that uh, I know, that. that people don't love flat courses for, you know, whatever on Spartan, but I thought that was great. I thought that was really fun to watch. I thought that was like a, that was probably more most enjoyable viewing experience I've had. Whereas when most of these mountain courses, just people like walking up, up mountains and things like that. Yeah. But I thought that was cool. That's low. Um, what'd you think of the team race? Cause we had another battle in Chicago, the team race where (laughs) you, you and uh, bubbles, Kevin Gregory teamed up and you guys just split it straight up down the middle you do the stations i do the running and i was not envious of you having to do all those 500s wasn't envious of kevin either doing all the stations it seemed rough yeah i think you in the end i we were thinking we had a great strategy in the beginning we thought we had a great strategy but in the end what i should have made we we said okay we have we can make an audible on the fly if we want to change our strategy and but i i really should have okay for future people doing the team, if you kind of have a big, strong guy like Kevin and a faster guy like me set up, that's fine for oh, that's fine for the first eight zones. The, out of those first eight, the one you want to not do that with is 
the uh, skier yeah. <laughs> because mm -hmm. a minute 40 is even if he were to get a minute 40, um, if he goes all out, you know, that's too much rest. You don't need that much rest. And at that time, he just did his DECA fit race a couple hours before. Mm -hmm. for his group, <laughs> and he was a bit fatigued already. And the travel had a red eye. You know, it was just one of those situations where I should have made the audible when I saw him like, like, oh, um, he was hurting, you know, because he killed it on the rower. And, you mm -hmm. know, you saw he just slamming that sit up <laughs> ball. Just, just tossing it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> flicking his fingers, coming back down. He used too much hilarious. energy on that, and he was tired on the skier. <laughs> no, dude, you were awesome, Kevin. Um, but um, on that, I should have jumped in after. Like, I was thinking, like after thirty seconds, you know, I should jump in and do thirty seconds, and then he should have done the rest. Mm. And that would have been a that probably would have been a little better um, when you have that ex such extreme of a setup as us. But for you and Ryan Kent, I think you guys, it seemed like, oh, you guys are doing it all complicated, but. In the end, I feel like when I saw how you did 250 and then you tag team Kent and then he had he had the wheels, you know, and I got like gapped a couple yeah. seconds each time. I was like, oh yeah, that that's that's the with your guys' setup, you played it well to do it like that when you have some decent speed with both guys. Maybe Kent's a little more on the zones, so you'll mm. bias it a bit, but you can still mix it up a bit, especially on the skier like that. You guys separated from us a good chunk on that, and then you were—I was never really in sight from the, with you guys at that after that point. And then you guys even pulled away further. So that was a good call you did, because you were working yeah. on those runs. You would run us down <laughs> almost on every one, and we were splitting it up two fifties, and you were doing five hundred. So like, yeah, whoever would come across, hand the baton off, and that person would take off. And because yeah. that's nothing like a two fifty is always manageable, even even for someone bigger, stronger. Like you could probably sprint to two fifty. And get in over yeah. your head a little bit. And if the next person takes the station, like say it was something like the sit-ups, right? Like there's no reason you couldn't have done the sit-ups. Um, yeah. Th right. Things like that or, or or even like the step-overs or whatever. Just so there's a little bit of a reprieve there for both of you guys because the 250s felt way better. I only did – I think I did two 500s and they were terrible. And I didn't want to do any of them. <laughs> and like you did <laughs> yeah. all 500s. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, – oh, I was going to say I lost my train of thought. But yeah, I think it – it, that was, uh, yeah, we, we will, we would adjust it in the future. And even we did make an audible on the tanks. He was going to do the first four and I do the last one, but he, he, he was really tired on the tanks and he's like, I'm just going to do three and then I'll do the last two, which was a good mm -hmm. call he made. It was, and then, um, that helped him out, but he was so tired again from that deck of fit, like two hours before right. that last run, he was hurting. Like we went from being able to like get beat uh victor and uh what's his name's time uh Derek, the current, Derek York. Derek's record like yep. we went from being able to have a chance to beat it but he was so gassed after on that last run that I was like it was like a cool down jog for me on that so I was like oh man we're oh crap we can't do it we can't do it for 40 <laughs> seconds but uh it was it was uh fun to because we knew we couldn't catch you at that point you guys were killing it but um we were just trying to break that like 26 46 or whatever that mm -hmm. other time was but uh mm -hmm. i think we ended up like 27 low or something but uh but yeah it was it was interesting how that works out where yeah he just was so blown out at the end it was interesting and i too but it was almost like that last run for me was like oh, oh that was a good recovery so at least i was able to do the burpees after that but um to start out but yeah that that was an interesting race man i do 
I'm glad Yancey threw that in there, even though he was very cool to Yancey's great. He actually set all of it up like so that I could catch my flight. Cause I didn't know I was doing the team race and I already had my flight set for like pretty 7 PM or something. And they had to start the race. I had to be out of there at five to catch my flight. And he was very accommodative. He's always been awesome. So I can't say enough about how great Yancey was. And actually I was going to say That's how I got into this. Yancey gave me a shout out in like April or something like three weeks before the SoCal DECA fit. And um, he's, yeah, he, she invited me to check it out and because it was only about an hour and a half drive for me. And I was recovering from a plantar fasciitis issue after my slow race. And it was starting to get a lot better. But I'm like, oh, you know, instead of doing all these hill work, mm. um, I could do some flat stuff and wear, put on some super shoes and kind of, uh, you know, that it won't be too bad on my plantar fascia issues. And um, I started getting into the deck of fit due to him and hmm. um he's been a great yeah support all through the years and so yeah i love it it's been he, he and i think his jumping in there i mean he gets the athletes you know the he, at the socal he gave us our check right there yeah you know, he's like, they're, they're, they're trying hard yeah he's, yeah they're doing a, they're doing it as good as they can with this staff they have to work with and it's not perfect but it's um yeah he's and he, he's open he's very good about like open to feedback and obviously with the rule change he's making it probably more fair for everyone and doing good with the feedback and yeah so yeah and that's how it worked you know the first few years right things got to tweak a little bit as it a new sport kind of comes in so yeah what i'm very thankful for that they have not done in decafit is assessing penalties after like what spartan does i think that's the worst thing that's happened mm -hmm. to spartan races is these at like like these prorated or whatever penalties that happen you finish the race and then all of a sudden your result is different and at least in deck like he definitely could have given uri penalties on the box step overs or there were I, mm -hmm. at the end of deca uh, yeah. chicago I had, a, I had a bunch of no reps on the ram burpees uh, but he could have like i think there are people like oh what, what, what's the penalty for this like there is no penalty. There is no other sport where like, you know, going back and calling a pass interference in football after the game, calling fouls on people mm. in basketball. after That just doesn't happen when there's like officials there, like the, 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 the race, the game happens and then it ends. So I'm very, very thankful that they're not doing penalties because that would just make it terrible. <laughs> it just made, yeah. it was just like lose, lose a lot of the appeal. Um, yeah. But Yancey yeah. has been he's he, the the relay for him is really you, you can tell he's just geeked out about it and I <laughs> yeah, love how excited he gets about it because it is yeah. it's really fun I it had a, I had a blast doing that um, yeah you guys were awesome congrats be, by the way yeah thank you, you. yeah by like a minute or so the record or something or? Uh, somewhat uh, yeah I think we we're twenty five yeah. high so I think it was just less than a minute yeah um, that's awesome but yeah it was great yeah. to have that push it really was <laughs> yeah. the, hey by the way I was I was I remember at one point you were ahead of me a little bit and I snuck in behind you and I, I kind of tucked in I was doing a little bit of the drafting I got pretty close yeah uh, behind you and it was funny I feel like you might not have noticed me and then like. Right before, like at this, at one point, I could tell you like looked over or something, and you had some like you had some feistiness. I was like, I like this. Rich is great because he he turned it on. You kind of like 
dude, don't stay behind me. And you just like, pushed it, and then you hand off the Kent or something. I was like, oh, this is great. Rich is, uh, you're a competitive, you know, you kind of like, you're not just going to let me like sit on you like that, you know? So I didn't, I did not know you were there. And I looked back and I was like, what? <laughs> and then, yeah, because that was when we were splitting 250s. And you, I think, I think I was heading into a station and Kent gave me the time. You uh, made up some time. Um, yeah, I was like, "What the <laughs> heck?" I was you were you were uh, really you were really rolling. Um, oh, you mentioned your burpees after the uh, the tank run. Your burpees are like a sprawl, right? Like you you get to the ground really fast. It'd be like if someone shot in you uh, at like as a wrestler, like oh, you're able yeah. to kind of like push your legs back and get to the ground very quick. Is that just natural to you, or is that something that you've practiced? I haven't practiced that much. I think I just had I was so much adrenaline at that point. I usually don't practice it like that because that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. But because the run was so pedestrian, sorry, Ke- sorry, Kevin. But no, uh, <laughs> it, it, I just like blew up on it because I'm like, oh, I don't think we could get it. But it's this is kind of fun because this is it, you know. So I did my ten like that, and um, no, I don't. But that would be good if to kind of do something like that. But I. I'm not sure if, uh, yeah, it's maybe not the most efficient to go that extremely fast on them, but um, it felt fun while I was doing those. Because you were but, flying, yeah. and it was it was faster than I've seen someone do it. Because usually it's there's a couple pieces, right? It's like up overhead, and you can take the the rim and go right to the ground for sure. But you still kind of like are like when I'm doing it, I'm like squatting to the ground and then kicking my legs back where you were kind of bringing it. And as it like went past your hips, it looked like you were going into a sprawl. Like there wasn't that, there wasn't that piece. It was just like one connected piece. Like as it was going, as the Ram crossed, you were down. It was really fast. So you didn't do it that way at the end of your deck a mile. This is, or was it just like getting it done however you could? (laughs) It took like a minute 30 on my deck a mile or something, minute 40. It was bad. (laughs) That's that's not a fun, that's not a fun set. No, 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 that was, it wasn't the same as that sprawling thing but um i know I, you do experiment with that because you're like oh is it worth it because you know instead of the two-step thing you drop the burpee and then you go down can you do that but then it's i think yeah managing that it maybe if you train it it can be beneficial if you have a little bit of juice at the end yeah but, um it, yeah that's yeah that would be fat i because I, I know forrest bogue is also really He's right at Kent's level where they're doing it in like a minute, right? Yeah. In, in an he, actual event. He's a wrestler. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah. That, that sprawl. I'm, yeah. Some of you, some of the, do you have a Ram? I do have a Ram, only a 44 pounder. So I have to like strap a 10 pound weight <laughs> when I set it up <laughs> for my, uh, it's a total like, uh, it's a sketchy setup because I like the weight like bumps me. <laughs> it's uh, not good. But I know I'm like, I'm too cheap to like, by the uh actual balls you know i'm gonna uh, my plan is to like i did this for like the 20 pounder many years ago i I had an old basketball you know you poke a hole you fill it with sand Hmm. and then you glue it in and you got a 20 pound thing that'll uh, be about 20 pounds yeah you kind of measure it out and it's mostly full like a basketball ended up being 20 um Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's the poor man's. <laughs> that's a good tip. Yeah. yeah, they're expensive these days. They're like hundred bucks for some. The of wall balls, balls, I know. Where it's yeah. like this is only twenty pounds. You're doing it for you're doing like one thing or two things with it. Yeah, 
they're they're pretty strategic in the amount of equipment you need to buy. It's not too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it does. You have to buy all the stuff. They're it's a, marketed very well. <laughs> yeah, the Rams too. It's like I'm like I ha I've had it in my browser for a long like just up on my browser, just like looking at a 55 pound Ram. I'm like. <laughs> Do I really want to buy this thing? Do I want, do I want to have this heavy foam roller at, at my house? Like I can't decide. Yeah, like uh, I can't. Yeah. And I'm like, it would be great for practice for that reason, for like doing the sprawl and just kind of like figuring out, like uh, someone sent me a video just the other day about how they're kind of doing uh, the, the, the lunges and they're kind of like balancing it on their back and you can tell like practicing and trying different stuff. It'd be nice to do that. At the same time, I'm just like I'm just like tossing a kettlebell up there. I'm like I'm just doing going for the weight of it, and like the, yeah, like, it's just easy to replace, but it's also not the exact same thing. So yeah, it's like driving me a little crazy. <laughs> I, that's, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's because I have all of these. I have like ten sandbags from Spartan. The 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 pancakes. I have the the long black one, and I did the you know the regular white sandbag. You know, I have all these things, but nothing that's like the ball shape. <laughs> like, I have a 60 pound pancake, but I'm like, uh, you know, I probably, again, I should just practice with that one more, but it's not exactly. Mm. And then, um, yeah, it's interesting too. There's even different types of the balls, the power, whatever. And then you get yeah, the big ones, you know, and even like Brian Kent, you know, you could see on his deck of fit, it like slips. Cause it gets, he probably at home is used to a different 20 pounder that doesn't mm. slip when it's a little sweaty. And it's, yeah, all those little things. It's funny because it doesn't really matter until it does. <laughs> I know. Uh, and, yeah. and at the level where we're at, right? Like these, I find myself like really getting into <laughs> the minutia of just like, how can we save seconds here or there? I was at the gym the other day practicing how I'm going to walk around that yoke for the sandbag, like the mm. dead ball over. And I was like, if I like turn my body and take one step and then take another step and I'm back in that, like instead when I was in Chicago, I was like tossing it over and like probably taking like three or four steps to get around. It's like, if I can take like mm. two, is that better? Like, so like just like yeah, little stuff that's like awesome. that. You know? we're, we're probably similar in that way. I geek out with that stuff too, where you did hear, cause they had those red poles on it this time. And he mm. said in the future, those red poles won't be there. Oh. So, you know, I don't know if you knew that. That's what, uh, um, one of the staff said, uh, that, so in the future, they just didn't have enough time to remove it this time. So just so you know, cause it's a safety thing too, I'm sure. So, yeah. Um, just so, so for you know, yeah, it's, you won't have that little obstacle there getting in the way. Yeah. Cause when I was practicing that I smoked my knee on the, oh. on like the big pillar and I was like, Oh my God. And it like, it's like one of those ones that just like hurt real bad. Like nothing was wrong, but it was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so mad that that hurt so bad. Um, so oh, that's good. I wonder if they're actually going to cut that off because that's like part of the machine. You can't buy one of those machines without one of those. Oh, right. oh yeah. I'm, no, I suspect they will then. Um, yeah. That's what he said that they're going to, it was just so last minute because, you know, this is the first time they did that instead of the wood thing. Yeah. So, which is probably, it's good. They're, they're probably saving some costs or doing something right. Instead of having to build those wood things, it's kind of, mm getting that efficiency up so it's good. yeah i know so, i'm hoping they have a lot of events next year so are you gonna do uh like a high rocks or anything oh good question uh not in the plans it's funny how like you're talking we talked before about like offline about how like getting getting into this more uh these types of hybrid events you know like i, I was always so intimidated by high rocks after seeing the sled push and pull 
And I was just like, oh, dude, I'm not, never mind. I'm not even going to think about doing those events. And that DECA seemed like it might have been like that. I didn't know how heavy the tank was, but it's like, oh, that's another sled push. That's going to be too hard. I'm not, it's not worth putting any effort into it. You know, I got to stay all in on the Spartan. But um, for me, between Yancey's encouragement to get into it, um, and seeing that the tank and Yancey kind of encouraged, he's like, no, it's not that bad. It's like, it's less than the high rocks. And he's mm-hmm. kind of getting me fired up about it. And it made me do the push to be, to go kind of all in on this because too, the timing worked out. Cause in California, there's not many races, especially many races that pay for Spartan race now. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's another thing to factor in. Cause like, you know, they didn't, they're not paying a, a good number of the races for the remainder mm-hmm. of the year in the California area, except for Castaic Saturday. So for me, I'm like, well, I'm not going to probably do the Abu Dhabi either. And a lot of these other long mountain races didn't work out for my, with the family and, you know, with flights and all that. So I'm like, but they have a lot of these deco miles that are real local. So that got me in to say like, well, I could at least, Oh, and I've, I, I like supporting the local gyms. There's a lot of great guys. So, it makes sense to do these like, Oh, I have to drive 45 minutes and I could go to these little events and they don't pay, but it's kind of fun because it goes towards the ultimate, you know, championship event. And they have a little bit of cheese there that you could win if you kind of mm-hmm. get top five. So that's enough of an incentive. So, and it's like, after getting 12th in slow for me, I'm like, uh, that kind of got me to say like, ah, oh, that race kind of suited me. And it was relatively close. I don't really have many excuses. You know, it wasn't a long mountain race. And, you know, um, so it kind of helped me to, like, 12th is okay for my fitness. That's kind of where I place. But, um, yeah, let's kind of give this other one a shot. And since, the, the, unlike the, the High Rocks, these the DECA weren't as intense with the strength part. Mm-hmm. Um it got me, it's maybe, maybe it was an entrance drug for me and maybe high rocks <laughs> yeah. next year. We'll that's, see. Cause it, that's the next step. It does. It, it's encouraging too. If, Cause you see certain guys, um, that, you know, they're getting, they're doing pretty well, like a low hour on the high rocks and like maybe Cole Schwartz or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and they're getting times that are right around what I got on the deck of fit. Obviously I'm missing the extremely strong strength piece of the sled which i could be get i'd probably get completely toasted on at this point with where i'm at but it's it is encouraging to see it like well if it's just that one thing and i'm kind of working on that a little bit with the deca anyways i'm open to maybe trying it next year or if there's one that's close kind of like the deca was where it's la in uh, december it would be like oh in december like two weeks after Uh, deca worlds oh okay first week in december i think Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Put it on, yeah. the, put it on your radar. I, yeah. Thanks man. Go, yeah. Go, go take a look. Yeah. Cause I, I really wasn't, it's really wasn't on my radar, but now that you say that, yeah, it could be, I might be. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a thing. <laughs> yeah. I was interested. I was interested in, in how you kind of got into the deck of peace. Cause it seems like you, you push your chips in, like you, you, you clearly think about it a lot. You care about it. And so I'm happy that you did make the transition into this. Um, mm. What, uh, so for people that would be like doing, have been into Spartan and, and have been into deck, is it, has it been as fulfilling for you? Do you feel like you're scratching competitive itch because it's different? Like the training is much different. Uh, and like the competitions themselves are also like 
much different. You're indoors, you know, like Spartan race. Yeah. Most of it is like the, the nature of it and just like the, the, how epic these courses can be. And just like these, the struggle that it is and how it grinds to a pulp where Deca is more just like this fast pace up tempo thing indoors. Um, so how's that, how's that transition kind of felt for you? Yeah, it is kind of crazy because I think about it. I've been on the Spartan pro team since 2014. I've been like all in for so many years. I probably, because technically if you count this tier three thing and I've just at the stadium on LA winning that got me locked in for tier three next year. Assuming nice. Jack Bauer, they your keep buddy that doesn't list. Like yeah. change it on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of fun because so I'm like, I'll be I'm technically, I got the pass for next year for that. But it, um, yeah, it's uh, definitely was a big transition. But I was back in like high school and college. I enjoyed doing some like bench press work and like getting some little more strength and not being. And I like the idea of also not being too as concerned about watching my weight as much. Mm. It seems like some of these mountain races and the fact that, as you know, Spartan doesn't require a lot of strength. And in fact, you know, BJ, perfect example, lean body sorcery, you know, like you could really get away with being, not being very big and mm. could be able to crush it on Spartan. And I, I think I like the idea where it's, it changes it up where, yeah, I could, I feel like I have some potential, even with the old 42 year old body here to kind of give it a shot at least for maybe this year or next year to really, you know, uh, try to gain a little strength to be able and cause that strength, um, is valued more in this, uh, mm-hmm. or there, there's more benefit to have a little more muscle mass. And I mean, you've certainly gotten like way stronger You can see, you know, uh, last couple of years doing this stuff. And it's kind of fun too. Uh, my wife's like, come on, you got to beef up a little bit. You know, I'm like <laughs> little, getting a little too strangly because I started Spartan, double sandbag carry I, there was more reason to do that back yeah. in the day you know like you know it was vermont 2014 world champs they had us carrying these like two insanely uh, like yep heavy up this steep mountain you know so it felt there was more to it to, that strength piece but um yeah it's kind of fun coming back to it um and trying things out like uh like creatine and uh i'm experimenting with it what's the other one just like the amino acids and glutamine or something like that that's yeah. not like illegal is it no 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 i think <laughs> you're good to go yeah <laughs> I, I i'm like self uh you'll be the first failed drug there. test yeah. in hybrid i know racing. yeah <laughs> but um it's kind of fun like because i've never wanted to touch that stuff it's like oh i don't want to or even like try it out because i'm like oh i don't want to have any water weight and you know or get to get anything more but like it's kind of cool because there's a little bit of everything with push pull on this if anything there's almost no like pull up grip stuff v- very little no. like, vertical pulling bit, pretty much pretty right much you know i mean yeah i mean you got a farmer carry but it's you got to hold on to something but it's not a real critical piece it still almost comes mm-hmm. down to strength but um yeah so that's kind of been a thing and then like i said with the, my schedule working out better and having more races to do during this kind of dry period with not being incentivized, even though I have the pass, I'm like, there's not much close in the summertime for the SoCal folks. And so that kind of pieced it well for me and seeing the world champs. And I felt like I could actually see, this is, 
I always like go into extra more and more fringe events as I <laughs> get, get, uh, uh, I realized, Oh, I got 12th and slow. I really suck compared to where I used to, where I'd be like, you know, maybe top three in one of these top events back in 2014. But, um, but no, I mean, but it's great. I think it's good, good for those new guys like Nick mask and the guys, you know, we, DJs like really at the top and the younger guys have their time and they've earning it and they're Atkins, you know, so focused on those types of events. But for me, after slow, there wasn't much of a draw to like do those. And then on top of that, my plantar fascia was like, okay, mm. if, like those long mountainy at elevation events, like that's not what I train on. So that's, I'm already going to be at a disadvantage relative to all these punks who move to the, uh, you know, Colorado and yep. have a yeah, good for you guys. You put yourself in a great situation athletically, but uh, yeah. So that may, there, I had a lot of reasons that help that incentivize it to be like, okay, it could be kind of fun to try to get in the mix. Cause it's kind of early on. And that's how I felt with Spartan. You know, I'm not that fast or that good at the obstacles, but like um, when there's like so much less competition, I could actually get top five. <laughs> so maybe if I'm lucky. <laughs> so um, I just kind of just keep diving into more and more fringe events and until it's, I, I'm doing like some event, you know, uh, where I'm like doing, you know, master's hacky sack. Playing, you know, yeah, playing extreme yeah. chess. Something run a four, that's run a 400. So yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um well i'm glad i'm glad that you're you're feeling competitive with it and like you're like i said you're you're pretty good in terms of where you're sitting in the deca mile and the deca fit so definitely be seeing you in atlantic city it seems like yeah definitely hope to be there i think yeah it's yeah having those two events as well kind of make it like well mm. make that that's kind of fun you know so it's not like you're limited on so many other things and it's such a short event relatively speaking like you couldn't you know, be very competitive after a Spartan world champs, right. To do right. a race after. So it, it's fun. You get a little more bang for your buck. And, um, that, that was a draw for me, like seeing how they, they package all three of those events together. And there's, you could potentially, if you're someone like Ryan Kent, he's probably in the best position or maybe Rylan where they could actually go potentially win all three. Yeah, yeah. If they totally. play their cards, right. So yeah, it's definitely um, in the mix for, yeah. for someone like Kent where, you know, his miles already, the, the top or second deck of his fit and like as strong as he's never done one at sea level and had like a really strong setup, you know, and the mm. setups matter, you know, like we did, we did a sim at his house and uh, like the, I think the setup alone was 20 seconds and he did like 12 flat, <laughs> you know, like uh -huh, I think, yeah. I think there's a lot just to gain just from the transitions of things. Mm. Um, but yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun weekend. So I've been, I've enjoyed watching and getting being able to compete with you at this and i'm glad we're in this together doing doing the deck of yeah. things so uh, i'll make sure to link to the socials and everything so that people know where to follow you and if they want to reach out and uh just see where, where what you got what you got up what you're up to for the deck of stuff so i appreciate you taking the time man yeah awesome man good hanging out <laughs>